Governor. What's all this then? Hello, Puppet. Hello? What what's going on? What what's what's this? What what's this? A microphone? and a computer recording behind it. Are you filming me? No. Oh. It's a podcast, isn't it? It is. Welcome to LMNLP. That was uh, pretend voices that we were That's not what we sound like. No. This is also not what we sound like. Mm -hmm. You'll never know what we sound like. It's for your protection. Your safety. Mm -hmm. Welcome to LMNOP, the podcast about my favorite show, which also happens to be the best show on television. Elementary. With Amy Poehler and Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson is the name of a character that he plays. You know that, right? Nope. His name is Nick Offerman, and he's a human being. What am I supposed to offer him? <laughs> so what's next? You're going to tell me that Amy Poehler is just a character she made up to? No, that's her real name. I don't know why you only got one of their names right. <laughs> Paul, don't. No, don't lick no! the microphone. Why did you lick it? <laughs> oh... Oh, Balto. You're so stupid. Why don't you know what a microphone is? Well, now he knows it's not a food. It's not going to stop him from licking it again. Please don't. Hopefully the introduction of dog spit does not affect the acoustics. If it does, sorry. So we're not talking about making it. No. But we are making it the podcast. It is a podcast it. that we're making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About what? Elementary. Oh, I love that show. Mm-hmm. That show is fiction. It's not a reality show. Oh, making it... What? Making it a reality show? Yeah. It's real people. You just said that they're made up. No, I didn't say that. You said all the people on that show were made up in my imagination. Yeah. So... So how can it be a reality show if it's a, a figment show? It can be imagination and real. You never read Harry Potter? Remember that time Dumbledore said that? No. Harry's like, oh, am I dead? Are you real? And Dumbledore's like... <laughs> I just said, are you my dad? Am I real? <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore is his dad. Yeah. That was a real plot twist I did not see coming. James Potter got cucked. Yeah. And Dobby being his mom? <laughs> <laughs> No! We're talking about elementary. Season 1, episode 24, called Heroine. Hero- like heroin. Heroin. Like a female hero. Like heroin, but with an E at the end. Like Herobrine from Minecraft, but with letters missing. Yes, like Herobrine from Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Nana Roy's Nightmare and Error if you want to learn more about Herobrine um, from the Minecraft episode with Sue. So it's like heroin, the thing that Sherlock did. And and heroin like the woman who like na- like Natalie Dormer played. Hmm. I'm your host Val Flake Cub, aka Dame Spotting. 
Get it like the heroin movie, but with a lady. With a lady. And I'm your other host, Alec, a.k.a. Just your mascot. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, on the side cheering you on. Big head, and I'm really sweaty under here. Mm-hmm. Shall we dive into the episode? Let's it do. Head first. <laughs> Let's it do head Let's first. Do. Can I first just say, this might be the best episode thus far. It's very good. It's a very good episode. Like it's, it's a it's a fantastic continuation of the last episode. Um but just like on its own, it's a really good like fast-paced, interesting lots of things happening. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes episode. Moriarty brings the drama. Yeah. It's good. It's very good. I agree. I liked a lot. I like that, you know, there's the big reveal at the end of last episode of like, ah, Nautily Dormer. <laughs> you know, she's bad. Mm-hmm. But then it follows through and it continues to be interesting. And it's not just like, yeah, that's me. I'm Moriarty. Gotcha. For the whole episode, you mm-hmm. know? So we got some, it's got some interesting stuff. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, I just want to say at the end, um, if overdosing is something that uh, would be a trigger for you, that's going to be a subject that comes up at the end in a graphic way. So be prepared or skip past the last scene. Um, it's You'll know it's coming because Bill wants to shower with Sherlock. <laughs> so previously on... A lot of stuff happened, but at the very end, Sherlock got shot in the shoulder by an assassinato. I don't know if that's the Spanish word for assassin, but that's what I was trying to say. It's certainly not the Italian word for assassin, because he used a gun and not a knife. Gun Knives are the Italian weapons, according to Agatha Christie. So, Listen, anyone that knows, anyone that has read uh, Murder on the Orient Express... Knows that. Anybody a, that knows any Italians will tell you that. <laughs> I don't trust them around knives. It's a me, a stabio. <laughs> this is all for the purposes of satire. We do not condone racism against Italians. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They did some pretty fucked up shit in the 1940s. I think they should still pay for it. Uh... Opinions are not that of my employer. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I mean, all jokes aside, fuck all of Europe, right? I I mean, that's what I tried to do in my college year abroad. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you just make a family guy joke? It's fun to say giggity, whether or not you like family guy. I don't. Just for the record. Yeah. So, for the record, uh, uh, Alex is untrustful of Italians, and I don't like Family Guy. Uh, fuck Family Guys, especially if they're Italian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a your father. <laughs> um, God. Anyway, were we talking about the show? <laughs> so the assassin Italian fathers are the happiest when they get to cut the um, umbilical cord. <laughs> I brought in my own knife. 
Sherlock gets shot by an assassin, and <laughs> the assassin gets killed by Moriarty. Right. So just to rem- remind you that Sherlock has been shot in the shoulder. So... You know what I liked about that reveal? How casually he was like, you know, earlier today she tried to kill me, so fuck what she wants. Mm-hmm. Like the she was just very... He didn't know that he was revealing something. Right. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that moment when, like, your family member genders you correctly in front of other people. And you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom will post a status and somebody will be like, oh, is Valerie doing that or something? And my mom will be like, I'll have to ask them. And I'm just like, Mom! I like, I want to message her every time I see it. It's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so Moriarty is here. And she's Moriarty. Oh, snap. She's not Irene anymore. And Sherlock's like, no, I talked to Moriarty. He was a guy. You're not Moriarty. What? Who's that? And she's like, come on, you know it's true. Look in my eyes. Well, well, she's like, come on, you know it's true. Come on, you know it's true. She's like, I'm Natalie Dormer. They wouldn't pay this much money for somebody who wasn't going to turn out to be Moriarty. Yeah. And she, I hope... That, you know, she's in the next seven seasons. You know, I mean, obviously not the whole time, but mm-hmm. but interspersedly so that we get uh, more British Dormer than American. Yeah. You know, I looked up something sad, which is um, Natalie Dormer is in like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot. It's not. Oh. So don't get your hopes up for that. But... She's here now, so we can cherish her. Um, so Sherlock, you know, searches his heart, and he knows it's true. She says that the guy that he talked to on the phone is, you know, a guy. She says he's one of her lieutenants, because she's British, and that's how they say it. Even though it's an English word, and there's no F in it. So it's like, you invented it. Why are you saying it like that? Right? Like, spell better, Britain. Yeah. Miriam. Um, There's an, uh, a new show, a, a new movie on Netflix about, like, the invention of the first dictionary. And it looks really interesting, but it has Mel Gibson in it. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Mel Gibson's like, the first dictionary was the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the good words in it. No. Anyway, um... Actually, the entirety of the, the Bible only has 407 different words in it. How do you know that? I made it up. this is why anytime you tell me something i don't believe it because you tell me so many lies and fake things all the time when i'm like oh what does this word mean and you're like oh this and i'm like do you know that and you're always the answer is always no i don't know things it's your fault for believing that i do i never i don't i never do but i did just then so, I don't know what to tell you. You listen to just enough NPR that I'm like, maybe he knows. <laughs> you know? So, we didn't finish explaining. The the guy, the lieutenant, is a guy who, like, talks as Moriarty to people when, like, she wants to hide her identity or, you know, she's about to work with a client that she thinks might struggle with her identity. They're from Saudi Arabia. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. We get it. You do international business, Moriarty. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Sherlock is like, why did you pretend to be Irene and, like, seduce me and stuff? And Moriarty's like, you're the detective. You tell me. Sherlock's like, it's because of my big fat hog. <laughs> oh, I knew it. No, it's because of his big fat brain. Yes. And he, he's even said it before that, you know, he must have interrupted something that Moriarty was doing mm-hmm. um, in London and, and caught her attention. And, and mm-hmm. he says as much. And, and she's like, yeah, try lots of somethings. Uh-huh. I had a series of intricate assassinations planned that you interrupted. So she was like, I gotta see what this dude's all about. She actually says, I was gonna just have you killed, but then you were so interesting that I, ha- I just had to develop a fake identity <laughs> and establish myself in the art world as a forger and then um, meet you so I could have sex with you and then say, no, never, not again, so that you'd come, you'd pursue me. Right. Now, now I assume that Irene Adler has this life that she lived in, in order for, like, Sherlock to... I mean, he must have looked her up a little bit somehow, right? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe Moriarty put out a thing that was like, if Sherlock Holmes asks for an expert in any of these things, you know, give him this name and tell me about it so I can pretend to be them. Mm-hmm. You know? Because he was like, oh, I, uh, Mr. Gorgo recommended me to, recommended you to me because you're an art expert. Who knows? It's fiction. It is. So anyway. Her whole life was fiction. Oh, their whole love was fiction. Or was it? Or was it? So she's like, I was going to have you killed, but you turned out to be too interesting. You were too beautiful to destroy. And, um, uh, I don't know. They talk about, you know, they talk about villain hero stuff yeah and they're like we're the same well we're not the same but this we're kind of the same Sherlock's like oh you're saying you're the same as me and moriarty says no i'm better than you yeah she's like you see everyone as a puzzle i see everyone as a game that i'm going to win yeah so he's like hey um if you want to do more crimes and evil stuff you should kill me because i'm not gonna let you get away with it and she's like hmm no. You can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. You're not my boyfriend. And also my boyfriend can't tell me what, can't tell me what to do. <laughs> but I don't have a boy. I'm single on Moriarty. <laughs> anyway. Um, she's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I am going to hurt you a lot. So you should let me win. Thank you. Like, she, like he would just be like, hmm, good point. Oh, don't hurt me. <laughs> So now we get our intro. We get a, we get the second shortest intro. I think that's like, not like but it's like, bum bum bum. Oh, we got a little marble roll. No marble. Oh, just the sound that would come if a marble was to roll. Rolling, I'm rolling, rolling. Here I go, about to roll (laughs) marble. So Joan comes home to the brownstone and. Sherlock's like, hey, you're home. Perfect. Because I have so much to tell you and also a bullet in my shoulder. <laughs> and um, so he gets Joan to take out his bullet. She's like, what? Why don't you just, you know, go to the hospital for something like this? And he brings up a great point. Just why would I partner with an ex-surgeon 
if I won't let her do surgery on me. If she can't take out the occasional bullet hole, yeah, what's the point? Also, there's not enough time because it would take 15 minutes to drive to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but once you get to the hospital, they ask questions. I mean, he's not going to be in triage. He's not going to be triaged into the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He's too... He's too cool for They it. didn't have the hospital set ready this week. Yeah. It's it's a waste of time. But she's like, dude, your muscles are torn mm-hmm. up because of this. You're going to be in so much pain. Let's go to the hospital, get you a, a prescription. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I have a problem. I have an addiction problem. Yeah, but not all painkillers are addictive. Yeah. And he says, they must not be very good if they're not addictive. <laughs> or like, how good can they be? They're not addictive. Which, I mean, no, because, like, ibuprofen is pretty good a lot of the time, but it's not addictive. It's not good enough for a bullet wound. Apparently not. So, um, while uh, she's taking out the bullet fragments, Joan is like, sorry about Irene or Moriarty, I guess. And Sherlock says, um, I'm actually not owned because I love that now I know that it's Moriarty because... Um, I've been wanting answers and now I have answers, so I'm not owned, actually. <laughs> um, and then Joan is doing surgery on a little corn cob. <laughs> because he's shrinking into a corn cob as he's yelling, I'm not owned. Anyway, um, so he loves it, actually, to be shot and then, um, <laughs> <laughs> then learned that his, the love of his life was actually an evil genius. So now they're in the morgue with with Captain about the whole, you know, because there was a dead assassin in their apartment. So he got brought in. Oh, right. To the M.E. Yeah. And the M.E. To you. <laughs> <laughs> and the M.E. looked at it and said, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he was shot seven times in the back. He was. He's a goner. He's not coming back. You don't come back from that. <laughs> Also, you waited several hours to bring him in. <laughs> so the captain is like, so your ex-girlfriend is actually an evil genius? And they're like... <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> your your ex-girlfriend is an evil genius? Mm-hmm. Just kidding. She just likes memes. I didn't know that she was either of those things. Evil or a genius? Yeah. No, she... Wasn't she just liked memes? That's that's it. That's it. That's the one plane of her personality. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And the other one just had one helicopter. So. While they're in the morgue, Sherlock's, like, poking around just because, I guess. And he's like, hey, wait, this wallet and this phone and stuff, who are these from? And the Emmy is like, oh, yeah, these other two bodies that came in, one of them has Cyrillic tats. And he pulls out the body? Yeah, just, you know, showing your friends your Pokemon cards. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, this one's holographic. <laughs> um... Yeah, it doesn't show him the other one, but does show us the Cyrillic tats. And the reason that Sherlock 
uh, is asking about these phones is because they have this operating system on them that Moriarty uses for some, I don't know. He just knows that they're Moriarty phones, mm-hmm. you know, and he checks them. He turns one on and it's got, you know, previous texts in uh, Windigo. Yeah, in the windings. Windings, yeah. In the... the <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just a bunch of pictures of oh. these giant monsters in the woods of Upper Maine. <laughs> Wendigo, yeah. Um, it's the, yeah, it's the code that we recognize. And Sherlock's like, and now I know how to crack it. So he decodes the text real quick, and it says, BN23 Macedonian Sun. Uh, so uh, and and silly quick detail which doesn't matter but is sticking out in my mind so I'm gonna say it he he knows that the, this phone and wallet does not belong to the assassin uh, because Moriarty took the assassin's phone and wallet right so that the assassin you know we got nothing on him we have no idea we have no idea how to trace it back to Moriarty right so all we have is are these other bodies and which are luckily for us are also related to Moriarty. So now Sherlock is trying to work out what this BN23 Macedonian son means. And he's in the interrogation room for some reason. And Joan and Captain are in the observation area, which is just a weird setup for that shot. But whatever. Um, Gregson is talking to Joan and he's like, listen, the New York's New York Police Department doesn't do vendettas again. I don't think that's true. But anyway, <laughs> He's like, Sherlock's got to be benched. And Joan is like, if he just sits in silence and does nothing, it's going to be so much worse for him than just trying to work this case. So I will keep an eye on him and I will make sure that if he, you know, if it's getting too much, I will bench him. But not until then. And then Sherlock yells in the mirror that, you know, he's figured it out what BN23 is. BN23 Macedonian Sun. So the Macedonian Sun is a boat. A cargo boat. And it's owned by this... Uh, Greasy guy. Are you saying that because he's from Greece? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and his nickname is The Smuggler. No. His nickname is The Narwhal. Oh. And he's a smuggler. His nickname is The Smuggler. <laughs> that was I'm, not right. I'm Captain Gregson. They call me... Police officer. <laughs> Call me Captain Gregson. <laughs> and while they're, so they've been in this like, you know, tense moment. And now while Sherlock is like, the Macedonian Sun is a cargo ship owned by the Narwhal and it's coming into port tonight. The music starts to play. The like elementary music. Like ding, ding, ding. We got a trail going, baby. <laughs> we got our first clue. Yeah, I love it. So, as I said, the boat is coming into port tonight, so it's getting um, unloaded. And, you know, wonder what is in BN23. Are you ready to porty? Porty? Porty. Oh, like port. <laughs> like port. Oh, okay. All right. So they're, um, they're staking out the boat, basically. And Belle's like, all right, well, they unloaded the whole boat. Um, should we go home? And Sherlock's like, hmm, I guess so. Oh, a car is coming. And it's the narwhal. (gasps) 
So he's here to collect whatever contraband he smuggled for Moriarty. Is that the sound the contraband makes? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> uh, the cops, you know, there's other cops that are with him on the stakeout, and they're like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, let's, let's, we're going to look through the goggle. And Bell is like, so you said this is either like weapons or personnel for Moriarty. Um, which of that? Which of those are these two? And he opens the crate, and it's two lemurs. <laughs> and I was like, "That's personnel." Clearly, yeah. What's next question? <laughs> it's like how this we have a three-person podcast. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Balto. Actually, I mean, lemurs are vicious. They could easily be weapons. Mm. Especially if you threw them mm-hmm. at someone. <laughs> they wouldn't like it, and they'd get even more violent. Oh. Probably. I don't know. Don't, don't throw lemurs at people. PSA to our listeners. So, anyway, this guy, the narwhal, whose last name is Theophilus. Theophilus. Um, he's, he's like, I don't know who Moriarty is. The lemurs are for my daughter. She's she's protecting them from poachers. Mm-hmm. Her and my son-in-law have a have a horse farm that has turned into an endangered animal farm. Mm-hmm. So w- w- what I don't get is, does he like rescue these animals from other smugglers and then give them to his kids, or does is he like on contract to smuggle these animals and instead of? smuggling to the target he keeps them for his kids i think they're stolen from poachers and Mm. he smuggles them away so i don't think he does any of the actual acquisition of the animals it's a good question though like does he buy them from a poacher these are these are important questions about things that don't matter it's not relevant to the story but it does further the plot so uh so so now we're gonna so Sherlock's like, great, there's another lead. Let's go follow, let's go to see the daughter on the lemur farm. And Joan is like, um, no, Sherlock, because you got shot in the freaking shoulder. So I am going to change your bandage because that's the only reason I allowed you to be on this case. So while she's doing the bandage changing, she gets a call from Orlin, who's like, mom slipped somewhere in a storage she's at Chandler. Orlin being Joan's brother yes Joan's brother I watched Orlin. the episode and forgot I don't think it's been brought up before uh yes uh, Sherlock goes to dinner with all of them oh yeah mm-hmm yeah this is the same Orlin so uh he says oh, mom slipped in a store and you know hurt herself and um she's at Chandler Memorial and I'm out of town. I'm out of town. So I need you to go check up on her. Mm-hmm. And Jonah's like, of course. And Sherlock overhears this um, coming out of Joan's phone. And he's like, you Watson women in your heels. You sh- she should have switched to flats years ago. And I'm like, I also noticed that about the Watson women, Sherlock. <laughs> they- she does wear heels a lot. Yeah. So Joan goes to, to leave to go to the hospital. And Moriarty intercepts her. And she's like, your mom is fine. I was the one that called your brother. It was a ruse. I want to have a girl's hang. Girl's hang. <laughs> this was the easiest, quickest way to get rid of Sherlock. Mm-hmm. 
Because Sherlock would never do something as mundane as go to a hospital to check up on your mom while he's, you know, on a, on a hot trail of a case. Yeah. And I thought this was a really clever way to, like, launder the message. It was like, call a family member who won't recognize her voice mm-hmm. to then have that person call Joan. Yeah. Yeah. Makes Joan not question it at all. Mm-hmm. It's like Moriarty's an evil genius. I'm starting to suspect that about her. So Joan is like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. And Moriarty's um, bodyguard is like, are you sure? I have a gun. The the henchman just steps behind Joan. Mm -hmm. And you don't see his head. No. Because he's so tall. Yeah. He's like the mayor's wife in the Powerpuff Girls. Uh (laughs) Yeah. So she gets in the limo and uh, Joan and... Moriarty go to a restaurant, and oh, it's like a little date. Mm-hmm. Nice girls' date. Man, wouldn't you love to see a TV show where Natalie Dormer and Lucy Liu go on a date? Yeah, we did this one. Yeah. <laughs> so Moriarty has invited Joan along because she wants to know what the big deal is. You know, sure. Why does Sherlock like Joan so much? Um, and she's like, as far as I can tell, you're like Sherlock's mascot. Just a mascot. Just some like a mascot. Like your little pet human person that just thinks he's cool. So insulting. Such a patronizing thing to say about John Watson, former surgeon. <laughs> so what I really like about this scene is that Natalie Dormer keeps asking her, like, question after question, trying to figure it out. I don't think Joan ever, like actually once answers one of her questions Mm. like she's not intimidated by her Mm -hmm. she's just like you know what it is joan has seen behind the curtain of sherlock holmes Mm -hmm. and although sherlock is super genius better than everyone else Mm -hmm. there's also a part of him that's just a dumb human Mm -hmm. and and i think joan's like you think you're hot shit, Moriarty. Yeah. But you're not as hot as you think you are. You're you're the same kind of hot shit as Sherlock. Yeah. But that is to say, you're still a person. If I cut you open, your insides would be the same as someone else's. Because <laughs> she was a surgeon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Joan is awesome. And, um... Moriarty's like, so you already um, talked to a certain smuggler businessman and intercepted a boat. And Joan is like, how do you know that? And Moriarty's like, I'm Moriarty. I got people everywhere. Yeah. They're all, I got hoes in uh, lots of different area codes. <laughs> so she's telling Joan to tell Sherlock to back off of her evil plans. She's like, I asked him really nicely, and he's not letting me do my crimes. (laughs) So maybe you can convince him? I don't know. And Joan says, oh, you're afraid of him. And Moriarty says, my dear Watson, I'm afraid of what he'll make me do. But my dear Watson, we get that from Moriarty before we get it from Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Boo. 
Well, it's elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Is that why it's called that? Uh, yes. Oh. He never actually says that in the books, though. I thought it was because they're seven. <laughs> what do you mean he never says that? He never says the phrase, it's elementary, my dear Watson. Uh-huh. Does he say it's elementary? I guess. I don't know. But I just know that he never says that very famous phrase. Like the Star War that doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And the Star Trek that doesn't say he's dead, Jim. Or maybe he does. No, beam me up, Scotty, is the thing people don't say. Mm. Anyway. Or Harry Potter, who, who never says, I'm Harry Potter, bitch. I'm the boy who lived, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what they never say in Lord of the Rings? What? I got a boogie. (laughs) Not once. Not even once. Not. So now, Belle and Sherlock are sitting in a tree. (gasps) K-A-S-S-I-N-G. No, they're not. Oh, Sorry. That was... Got my hopes up. I know. I was joking, but it's, you know, should be true, but it's not. So when the narwhal was talking to them about the lemurs, um, he said, they're for my daughter, Alethea. And I thought he was saying Alicia in, a, in like, a Bartholonian accent. Mm. But he's not. He, her name is Alethea with yeah. a T-H. It was a Greek name. The subtitles told me that. <laughs> So now Belle and Sherlock are talking to Alethea's husband on their horse farm. And he's like, this is a working horse farm. And then Belle looks out the window and sees a zebra. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock joins him at the window and sees a zebra. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, there are two of them. Sherlock and Belle. <laughs> and two zebras. I only saw one. No, they were next to each other. Huh. It's, nice. it's Noah's Ark of endangered animals. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to unendanger them. Make them full. I was going to say put them on a boat, but... Oh, yeah. I guess one leads to another. <laughs> Am I right? Fellow boat owners, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Don't come knocking when the boat's a-rocking. Which is all the time, because it's on waves. <laughs> so it's hard to tell when there's action. Anyway, you know they're going to get what one way or another. I said wet weird. <laughs> yeah, you said what. <laughs> You're going to get what what. What what. Let's get porty. <laughs> Let's get porty. It's <laughs> an adjective. Uh-huh. It sounds like an adjective. <laughs> to celebrate my 40, we're going to get porty. Whoa. whoa. Ooh, ooh, that's the Coast Guard coming. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking to Alethea's husband, Sherlock and Belle are. And he's like, yes, yeah, everything is normal. And Alethea is not here because she's on a safari. Any other questions? And Sherlock's like, yeah, if she's on a f- safari, why are, why are her, like, why is her jacket here still? Yeah, she's in Kenya, which apparently... Gets cold. It gets cold. Yeah, I don't know anything about Kenyan weather, but 
Could be true. Could be. And so why didn't she bring her jacket that says where, when in Kenya? Mm-hmm. And her husband's like, well, she's always up about the latest thing. So she probably just bought it at the airport, a new, bought a new one at the airport. And then Sherlock starts going through the cabinets and, and her husband is like, hey, what? stop. And, and Belle's just like, well, I can't stop him from <laughs> rifling through people's stuff. And I don't want to. <laughs> and, and Sherlock finds a, a pill container and he dumps out the pills and he counts them. And he's like, um, hey, bro. How come your wife has not been taking these incredibly necessary for life pills? They're her like thyroid medication. Yeah, she got them a month ago, and and there's still twelve left. Why hasn't she been taking them? Mm-hmm. And the husband's like, okay, okay. <laughs> you got me. She's not on a safari. She's been kidnapped. <gasps> Kidnapped. And he tells the story. And he's like, yeah, it's these. it was these two guys who were wearing masks and stuff, but one of them, his shirt rolled up, or his sleeve ro- rolled up or something, and I saw he had these Cyrillic tattoos. And it's like, whoa. whoa. Maybe it's the guys from the morgue. Maybe. Connection. Connection. But either way, she's been wife-napped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, her father... His father-in-law, uh, the narwhal, mm-hmm. uh, got in contact with him and was like, the bad guy's got in contact with me. I am taking care of everything. Do not call you the police. just shut your fucking mouth. Mm-hmm. Shut your trap. Not that you have any traps, because it's free <laughs> roaming. Yes. And then Sherlock is in the... Bella's like, okay, well, I'm going to walk over here with you now, son-in-law. And Sherlock's by himself at the medicine cabinet, and he sees this pill bottle that has, in all caps, big bold letters, Vicodin. And he looks at it, and he puts it back. He puts it back. Good for him. Yeah. Also, when I first saw it, I was definitely thought it was Viagra. And I was like, "Wait, that's not that's not right." It's like, oh, we're learning. I watched House. I know. I know what Vicodin is. <laughs> House it's, MD. It's Viagra. <laughs> no. So um, then he meets Joan back at the station in Captain's office, and he's like, "Joan, if it had been me in that situation, I simply wouldn't have gone to dinner, gone to lunch with Moriarty." I would have escaped instead of going in the car. She was like, the the guy, the headless man, was... Headless henchman. <laughs> had a gun. And he's like, I would just simply not sh- get shot <laughs> by the gun. Like, I've been, you've been lacking in your self-defense training, Joan. Joan. Joan's like, you weren't there, dude. Shut the, shut the up. Yeah. And Captain was like, both of you shut the up. <laughs> I'm assigning you a detail and to the brownstone. And he doesn't say, but I assume that there's going to be somebody at the back door of the brownstone as well. You would hope. You'd hope. That they would learn. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now they're talking about what is Moriarty's plan? You know, she, he's she's kidnapped this guy. But she's not the kidnapping king. You know, she's not doing this for YouTube clout. But she kidnapped this girl. 
She kidnapped the girl. This guy's daughter. Mm-hmm. But again, she's not the kidnapping king. Right. She's not going to come all the way to America just for a measly war. Uh, I, almost said, I almost said walrus ransom. <laughs> I meant narwhal ransom. The unicorn of walruses. <laughs> so, uh, she'll... Shoulder. <laughs> Sherlock is like, yeah, there's got to be more because Moriarty has flair. She wouldn't just do that. And then he's, she would kidnap at least two people. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, excuse me, I have to go into the other room and scream. So he walks out into the hallway because his shoulder hurts. And Joan is like, are you okay? And Sherlock's like, no, smiley face. <laughs> and then Marcus comes up to them. And he's like, so we got Theophilus's new email, and he's got some emails from question mark, which is what everybody puts Moriarty in their phone as. Yeah, Moriarty is so good with world domination and technology that her phone number comes up and her email comes up just as question mark. Yes. I love it. So, um... I guess there was an email that was like, meet me at the park. Wear something comfortable. No. Um, <laughs> Bring bread for the ducks. Yeah. Don't actually feed bread ducks. Bread to ducks. Yeah, I know. I heard about that. Um, like, you're supposed to do, like, lettuce or whatever. Um, Half and, grapes. Um, and I went to the park um, on a date with an ex, and we brought lettuce and the ducks did not care for it. <laughs> they, they like, came up to us, and they were like, oh, people got shit for us. Yeah. And we tossed it, and they were like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then they swam off. <laughs> they just went, <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, so next time, bring bread. <laughs> um, so... Moriarty and Theopolis, Theophilus, excuse me. George Stephanopoulos. Mm -hmm. They meet in the park. And she's like, it's a nice park. Anyway, here's a gun for you. She like gives him a paper shopping bag and it's got a gun in it. And he's like, I've never held one of these in all my years of smuggling. And she's like, it's not that hard. You just put your lips together and blow. (laughs) No, Babby. That's, what is that, whistling? No, that's blow darts. It's not a blow gun. It's a normal gun. You point and shoot. You point and you pull the trigger. So, yeah, he gets a, oh, the other thing that Belle saw in this guy's email was just a picture of this guy's face. Just some random dude. Some random guy. Mm -hmm. We don't know who he is. And so Moriarty's like, don't forget I have your daughter. And Theophilus is like, how the fuck could I forget? <laughs> right. It's like, don't worry, I'll do what you say. By the end of the night, this guy and his family will be dead. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, that's his task. That's what's going to set his daughter free. Also, I totally thought like, do you think originally it was like a whole family and then CBS was like, we can't shoot kids. Can we just have it be him and his wife? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Which, hey, uh, just, you know, a, a, a couple is a family. A, a person with a bunch of cats, that's a family. Ten dads with no kids, that's a family. A guy, that's a family. Mm-hmm. Family, good guy. 
Au. Yeah. So now we're at the brownstone. And Joan hears Sherlock screaming. Oh, that's what screaming is. (laughs) And she comes down, and the reason that he's in horrible pain is because he's punching his bullet wound (laughs) to wake himself up. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I need to wake up. I've been working all night. I'm sleepy. My brain wanted to sleep, and I I tried to uh, reason with my hippocampus, but turns out pain was the only solution. Mm-hmm. And Joan says, hypocrite that you are, you believe the chemicals in your brain to tell you that they're chemicals. Anyway, um, have you seen that? No. I'll show you later. So he has figured out what the heck is going on, who that guy in the picture was, and what's, what's, what the plot is. So he starts explaining. So this guy... Um, I don't remember his name. Uh, the guy from the photo. What should we call him? Um, Mace Windu. Because he's from Macedonia. Macedonia? Nope. Why don't we call him Dick? Because the guy got a dick pic. (laughs) So Mace Windu (laughs) is this guy. Mace Dick do. Mace do what that Mace Dick do though? <laughs> um. So Mace Dick do is the beloved political son of uh, Macedonia. So yeah, he he's been acting as kind of an unofficial ambassador for Macedonia because Macedonia is trying to get into the EU. Mm-hmm. But Greece has a historied uh, area called Macedonia within it. So they don't want to let another Macedonia into the EU. Right. And um, Joan is like, two of my cousins wanted to name their sons Henry. It was a big thing. What are you talking about? What's happening? And so basically, you know, Macedonia wants to join the EU, but Greece also wants to name their son Henry. So it's like, <laughs> what are we going to do? So Mace Windu's mom, Dick Do, Mace Dick Do's mom, Mom Dick Do, has come up with a solution where Macedonia is going to join the EU as New Macedonia. Oh, it's what that a brilliant simple. idea! I'm going to do that to solve all of my problems now. Like, oh, uh, we owe rent? No, we knew owe rent. Wait, I don't think that worked. Yeah, it didn't work as well for me as it did for the eu thing Mm -hmm. we'll keep trying (laughs) but it works because greece is gonna uh, agree to it and and there's a vote like tomorrow about it so sherlock is like if macedonia joins the eu then they're going to start using the the euro (laughs) as their currency instead of uh mace bucks right (laughs) Mace bucks. And Joan is like, okay, I don't see how that's worth, like, kidnapping somebody over. And Sherlock... She, is this when she's like, this is all very fascinating in an NPR kind of way? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, but I don't see how that could, you know, 
what that has to how that would work into a master evil plan. And Sherlock says, "Well, that's why you make a better companion than Nemesis." Which I I like her better as a companion. I think she would do great as a nemesis. Yeah, the only reason she's not amazing at it right now is because she hasn't been practicing. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that she would destroy Sherlock is, like, by setting up a puzzle that requires emotional intelligence. <laughs> you know, she would, like, connect to people, and he would be like, fuck! <laughs> so, so he says that this bank somewhere has gotten an anonymous um, donation. No. What is it? See, he says that somebody somewhere has anonymously invested a ton of money into the Macedonian dinar, which is soon to be worthless unless... Unless the vote doesn't go through. Unless the vote doesn't go through. Like, something that would make the vote not go through is, like, maybe if a really patriotic Greek national who has been known to contribute to nationalist causes, murders a famous Mace Windu, Hmm. Macedonia's favorite son. Yeah. That would, you know, reignite old flames and the the vote would fail and there you go, that person make a bunch of money. That would be like if if there was a trade deal going between the US and the UK and to fuck it all up, you were like... Uh, hey, Barack Obama, go kill the queen. It's exactly like that. It's exactly like that. It's on that scale, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, are you saying we shouldn't do that? (laughs) I'm saying Obama's got better things to do. I don't think he does. No, he, he doesn't. I hope someone from England wants to, like, really, really stick it to our Senate. So they're like, I'm going to I'm going to get rid of the Senate majority leader. <laughs> and then oopsie. Oh. Bitch McTurtle's dead. I don't know if we should put this in. <laughs> I'm kidding and I'm talking about in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> I said the queen cuz she's not real. Uh-huh. Well, bitch McTurtle could mean anyone. <laughs> Look, I don't want I'm not saying that you should kill him. I'm just saying it would be cool if he died. <laughs> Which is totally legal for me to say, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so Mace Windu gets a call. Mace Dick Do. Sorry! <laughs> so Mace Dick Do gets a call from, you know, some police captain. So he, he calls his security guard over. The guy's name is Jordan, and they keep calling him Jordan. It's an interesting... <laughs> manifestation of that accent mm-hmm. Jordan and um, the captain talks to the security guy and you know he's like there's somebody coming to kill Mace Dictu and his family you gotta get him safe you know he's, this guy Theophilus he's uh, he looks like a guy um, look out and so- look out for Mr. Clean <laughs> And Jordan is like, okay, they have a top-of-the-line safe lo- safe room. I'm going to bring them in there. And then um, they go in there, and we see um, the narwhal come up to the house and, like, buzz the door. 
What an idiot. He's trying to assassinate these guys and he's just gonna ring the doorbell? What, you're just gonna just be let into this fucking house so you can go kill someone? Yes. He was just let in. Jordan just lets him yeah, in. Yeah, Jordan opens the door and buzzes his him. Buzzes his him. <laughs> buzzes his him. <laughs> he buzzes his him. We gotta make this quick. So yeah, he's like, I'm gonna bring them to the safe room and I'm also gonna bring the killer to the safe room. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So the narwhal is like come out of the safe room and they do and this scene's bad it's no fun it's no good this scene. yeah and they see jordan just like standing there leaning against the wall and they're like bro what Help the us. F- fuck yeah and the, the narwhal calls 911 and he says uh my name is george stephanopoulos and what i do now i do for my country I, I love Greece. This is because of the EU vote that I don't want to go through. <laughs> and then... Bang, bang. Bang, bang. They both... They both Shoots died. Mr. and Mrs. Dickdo. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Jordan, uh, sends a quick text. His phone rings and he gives it to, uh, Narwhal. And it's his daughter. And, and she's like, Dad, they just let me back up at the house. I, I, what's going on? I, I'm safe, but I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Dad? And then he hangs up and says... He doesn't even say, like, I love you, bye. Yeah. He's just like, click. He's emotionally numb from murdering two people. Yeah, it's fair. I just fi- figured knowing, knowing what comes next. Yeah. But... So then he says, okay, you can do it now. And, and Jordan kills the narwhal, too. And then cut to police station. Mm-hmm. And Jordan is spreading fucking fake news all over the police office. He was like, I was so heroic. And I tried so hard to stop him. I got knocked out. And by the time I came to... I was tied to a banister. I got loose, but I heard the first gunshots, and then by the time I got to the room, they were both dead. I took him out because I'm a goddamn hero, but it was too late. Mm-hmm. And then Sherlock comes in, and he's like, shut up! He, he runs in with a fire extinguisher and douses <laughs> Jordan. He's like, your pants are on fire! <laughs> He smacks him in the head with a twisted T. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Sherlock is like, you. no, you work for Moriarty and you love it. You love to work for Moriarty. And Jordan's like, I would have died for them. And he's like, no, you demonstrably would not have. <laughs> um, so what Sherlock has noticed or what Sherlock has figured out is that Jordan works for a security company that used to be called, up until a week ago, Sutter Risk Management. Whoa, from like a couple episodes ago. The thing that Moriarty was involved with to get that one guy to be ousted by being put in jail. Wow. So the new owners must have put Jordan on the detail for that guy. So Moriarty's behind all of this. Moriarty's playing 5D chess. Now, now what what do you think she got on, on Jordan or... Maybe, you know what she probably did? You know what it was? What? She got a hold of this investment company, I mean, this uh, security company, and then looked at all of the bodyguards mm-hmm. and found the one that was, like, most in debt. Mm. 
and was like, I'll give you fucking $1.2 million. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. I'll give you like, I don't know, half a mil. Nah, 354000 uh, to, <laughs> to be responsible for three people dying? Well, yeah, but only two under his charge. And another one that he had to personally kill. Yeah, so he's a security dude. He's killed before. Anyway. Fucking Blackwater. Maybe he was, yeah. Maybe he was, um, you know, maybe he had a family. And Murray was like, either this guy's going to die or your family is. Yeah, I th- I thought about that, but the whole time he's just seemed like too cool for school. Yeah, he's a cool cucumber. It was it was very much. Ah, this is the job I was told to do. This is what I'm going to do. Mm. It didn't really feel like he was like I have to do this too. Yeah, true, true. So anyway, um, Jordan punches Sherlock, or like pushes him and then punches him. Because he's like, stop lying about me. He shouldn't be allowed to just do that. Well, he's not. Yeah. Because they they take him away somewhere. But Sherlock goes into uh, the conference room because he's really upset and everything. And obviously, you know, he just got shoved and his the case is not going the way he thought. He's like, I figured it out and three people still died. This is mm-hmm. it's bad. And Joan says, listen, it's time to stop that meme of the guy holding the giant clock saying it's time to stop um but a serious version of that yeah (laughs) um it's time to clock out so joan says to sherlock that you know he's got he's got to back away from this case because it's really destroying him and he's like you know i almost stole opiates today but i didn't because i thought of how disappointed you would be in me and now I'm disappointed in you that you think I should quit this case. And Joan is like, I don't expect you to understand right now, but like, you need to stop. The only way for this to not destroy you is for you to let Moriarty win like she asked. Mm-hmm. Which is just... Damn. That's, sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's, a, there's a powerful moment in this scene where Sherlock is like, if you are the partner that I think you can be, you wouldn't be asking me to do this. And she's like, I am your partner. And that's why you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real low point. So Sherlock comes back to the brownstone. And um, Bill is like, hey, the guy who heads up your detail said you escaped from him. Yeah, Bell and another officer in the brownstone. Mm-hmm. And, and Sherlock's like, aren't you supposed to be outside? Mm-hmm. And, and Bell's like, aren't you supposed to have a fucking security detail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you've, you you left the station. Mm-hmm. You, you lost your detail. Lost your detail. You didn't know and you where you went. You've been gone for a while. Yeah. What's up, bro? Yeah, and Sherlock says, what's up is that I'm about to go shower, so... So, do you want to join me, or... Right. <laughs> Marcus is like, I just showered. <laughs> yeah, this is literally like, um, I'm going to shower, and Bella's like, damn, without me? <laughs> so, so Sherlock goes into the bathroom, and he turns on the water, and then he just, like, sits on the toilet. And is just, like, contemplating, I suppose? Yeah, I was like, is he gonna start crying? Yeah, right. He's <laughs> turning on the water. Though. I don't want anyone to hear me. Yeah. And then Bell gets a call from Gregson, and and Gregson's like, "Hey, have you seen Sherlock?" 
Uh, and Bell's like, yeah, he just he just got here. And Gregson explains that... He's like, is Joan there? Right. And Bell said no. Bell said no, because she's not. And then Gregson explains that a, a cornered uh, drug dealer got beat up and witnesses said that the beater-upper was a British man in an arm sling. Which... He got beat up and robbed. Mm-hmm. Oh. Of his drugs. Oh. Yes. So Bell is like... When I first heard this, I was like... He's oh, taking his frustration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, what I thought, too. Sherlock Angie. Yeah. He's like, I want to beat somebody up. Who, who, who can it be that it's kind of okay? <laughs> the lowest <laughs> rung on a gang ladder. Um, and then, so then Bell runs up to the bathroom and he's like, damn, Sherlock, without me. <laughs> and he's, uh, he kicks in the door in the very efficient way that you're supposed to do it. Which is you step, take a step back and you kick using your leg right mm-hmm. next to the, the lock. Instead of what some people do on TV shows and stuff, which is jam your shoulder into it. Right. Which is just a great way to... Dislocate is, your shoulder. Yeah. So, the bathroom door opens and Sher- Sherlock is laying on the ground. And he's like got his like mouth open. He's got a rubber thing around his arm. Mm-hmm. Bell yells down to his partner, you know, call an ambulance. Sherlock, oh, deed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, th- this is obviously a very um, heavy scene, but I do. I just need to have a quick interlude to say that when I was watching this, I was um, without you. I was watching it on my Hulu account that has no that has ads, mm-hmm. and there was an ad that was for a tequila company that said. Uh, that was doing a play on words and said, here's to a family that took a shot at making a new kind of tequila or something like that. But when I first saw it, I thought it said, here's to a family that took a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, big effing deal. My family takes a shit every day. (laughs) A family can be a guy taking a shit. (laughs) So, Sherlock is in the hospital, and Moriarty has come to visit him. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I I was personally angry that she was there. I was like, you get away from him! I don't like you! Hmm. I just drew an angry face in my notes. (laughs) So, she says, you know, Sherlock, I warned you about this. I practically begged you. Like she's she's being like, oh, I feel so bad, but no, she fucking isn't. You know, she she's pretending to feel bad, but she's kind of gloating. And she's like, "You were supposed to just let me win." And he's like, "Look at me, clearly I did." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I didn't want it like this. I, I didn't want to win like this. I didn't want to become the Fortune Fire champion because my opponent's sword broke." <laughs> Yeah, that's a that is a valid time to say I wanted to win, but not like this. <laughs> not when you're Moriarty. <laughs> so d- she even says, "Would you have preferred I kill you?" And he says, "Yes." Just like, damn. So 
I don't remember why she says this. I think it's because she's talking about um, why he's so susceptible to addiction. But she says, like, you surprise me. You're the only person who can. And, um, you know, your superpowers of deduction are a trade-off of, you know, you see so much and you're so you're constantly in pain. And you should run away with me, like I said when I was Irene, and I'll show you a different way to live. So she's like... You should take a walk on the wild side. Ooh. Take a walk on the evil side. And Sherlock says, you know, you're stupid. So am I. And Moriarty's like, "Mm, no, I'm a billionaire. I don't think I'm stupid. (laughs) I'm at a billion dollars today. Today. And I was like, um, have you seen billionaires? A lot of them are stupid. (laughs) But Sherlock says, you know, we both made the mistake of of falling in love and being stupid and she solved you the mascot solved you what what so he's like yeah it was her idea to let you win or to make it look like you won what and morgardy's like you faked the overdose. And Sherlock's like, I'm still sober, baby. <laughs> but good goodness, this oxygen mask that I'm wearing is great. <laughs> and he says, you thought there was only one person in the world that can surprise you, but there's two. And the second one is Joan Watson. What? In the house. So that, yeah, the, the hospital door opens and Watson is standing there with the police. And it's so great. She, it's so great. It's just, it, Joan is like, the reason she never had you dead, mm-hmm. and the reason she came back to New York at all mm-hmm. to continue messing with you is because she's a 11-year-old girl. She's obsessed with you. That has a crush on you and wants to keep, you know, throwing wood chips at you at the playground. Right. Exactly. She loves you. And... If, She's going to just believe you if you, quote unquote, overdose again. And she's going to come here. Mm -hmm. And she's going to check on you. And she's going to admit to a bunch of crimes. And then we're going to arrest her, which is happening right now. Yes. Joan did it. It's Joan. Because Joan, in that little... uh, scene in the the room in the, the police station, wasn't just like... You gotta let her win. You gotta let her win and end a story. There was more we didn't see. Uh-huh. She came up with this whole plan. Yeah! Because she's smart. And she has... She's just as good of a detective as Sherlock Holmes in her own right. It's awesome. So now that the um, crime has been solved and all of the cliffhangers are resolved, we're back to having a nice 20 seconds of character development. Of Yay. friendship development. That's awesome. So Sherlock is up on the roof and he's looking at his bees. And Joan comes up and she's like, so this has happened and this. She's been arrested for this. The recording that we made of the conversation is enough to blah, blah, blah. Are you paying attention? And Sherlock's like, my nemesis has been defeated. Is that about the long and short of it? And Joan's like, yep. (laughs) Uh, And then she says, are you going to have another one or is this a lifetime appointment? And I think the answer to that is it's a lifetime appointment. 
Yeah, right? yeah, but just on a smaller scale. <laughs> like she's always there in the background, but oh yeah, no, I mean like you get one you, nemesis, you get one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, so they're looking at these these bees, and Sherlock's like, so you remember that bee that was like super rare that I got from um for solving that case with Mister Lydon, the guy that got Alzheimer's from being poisoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, yeah, the bee in the box. The bee in the box. The box bee. The hexagonal box. Hexagonal. Yeah, it's Professor Hexagonal. <laughs> and he's, Sherlock says, yeah, so, you know, that bee is its own species. It's not supposed to be able to mate with other bees. But, but nature can be wily. Life finds a way. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> just Joan's way of talk- talking about this is really funny. She says, Box B got another bee pregnant. <laughs> and I just, I don't know that that's how bees work. I I know nothing about uh, bee repopulation. Yeah, I don't know enough about bees to dispute it. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know there's a queen bee, mm-hmm. but are all the other bees boys? No. No. Bees basically have three sexes. There's the queen bee. There's the uh, worker. No. There's there's like the, the bee, the queen bee that can get pregnant, the impregnator bees, and then the drone bees that can't get pregnant or impregnate. So did Box B fuck the queen? Maybe. Royalty. Royal bee. That's a royal baby. 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 Anyway. So, because it's these two species that have intermixed, they're creating a new kind of bee. And so, he says, you know... A new bee. (laughs) A new bee. A new bee. Noob. And so, it's a new species. And as the discoverer of the new species, Sherlock Holmes gets to name it. So, he says, you know, the newest one is crawling into the sunlight right now. May I introduce you to... Euglacia Watsonia. <gasps> and Joan is like, oh, You named a bee after me? You named a bee after me? He named a bee after her! It's so nice! He wrote a book about bees all in his brain, and then he named a bee after her! He loves bees so much. He must love her so much. He loves bees. Yeah. He loves them. And um, Sherlock's like, you know, they're going to be dozens more within the hour. You want me to come get you when they're all out? And she's like, no, I'll sit here and watch. They sit on the roof and they watch the bees hatching together. And I love this because she sits down like right next to him. Mm -hmm. But there's like no physical touching. No. Because that's not how Sherlock... Shows or accepts love. Right. And Joan knows that. But Joan is just like, I will sit here and watch these bees with you because I also love you. Yeah. And um, they're in the sunlight. This must have been filmed in like real, I mean, it's outside, so it had to be filmed in real daylight. And the sunlight is on Joan and her, she has so many freckles showing and she's so beautiful. And I was, I was emotional about the bees and I was emotional about her freckles. Yeah, she looks good in this last scene. She looks amazing. Like, extra good. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. In an appropriate fan way. 
So that's the episode. That's the season. That's the season. What did you think of the season? It's the best season we've seen so far. <laughs> it's got to be top three <laughs> for me so far. Yeah, it's good. I think it's a good introduction. I mean, there's so much like work that has to be done with the Watson-Sherlock relationship in the first season. Mm-hmm. Which I like. Like You get to see that instead of just like diving in and they're already friends. And I think it's a slow enough progression that it's like really rewarding to see at the end. Yeah. The freaking name's a B after her. Um, not enough Bell. Marcus Bell. It was more Bell than the the previous few episodes. That's true. A lot more Bell there. You know, I'm starting to suspect that Bell is a supporting character. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the police. Like anytime the police like do some research and find such and such guy related to blah blah, mm-hmm. he's the person that tells Sherlock and Joan about it. Yeah, he just does like police work. I just wish we were watching Bellamentary. <laughs> they get another spare bedroom, uh-huh. and he moves in. Yeah, that would be awesome. He does get some more some more plot lines later on. He becomes a little bit more of a character. Yeah, not all the time, but you know, just enough flavor. A peppering <laughs> of Bell. <laughs> I'm very excited for season two. We're going to be starting the new year with a new season. So we're going to do that every year. Um, we're only going to record for six months. And then once the season is up, we have to wait till the next year. Did you know that it used to be called Year's Eve? But Greece hated that, so they had to change it to New Year's Eve. <laughs> Makes sense to me. So that's the episode. Um, I told people on Twitter that we were reaching the season one finale and that Sherlock would be, you know, I said ending the story. So you don't know if his nemesis is defeated or not. But I did say ending the story with his nemesis. So, you know, what would you, how would you defeat your nemesis? And um, we got a reply from Sarah um, at SunHatGenia on Twitter. So Sarah says that she would defeat her nemesis via her and their shared hyperfixation somehow. Which I feel like is like sort of what Sherlock did. Like his hyperfixation is like being a detective and like crimes and stuff. And Moriarty loves crimes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know the like definition of hyperfixation so i don't want to like overstep but i do feel like sherlock and moriarty are do have something in common you know yeah what other shows would benefit from having a nemesis added malcolm in the middle who would be malcolm's nemesis would it be welcome <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah he he's, a, he's an amazing woodworker welcome with the whittle <laughs> I'm glad I don't have a nemesis. Um, I'm right here. Wait, you're my nemesis? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no. Yeah. You've been under my nose this whole time. I'm gonna defeat you. No! Don't show me your feet! (laughs) Her biggest weakness. Ah! If you would like to tweet at us, um, we're at LMNOPcast on Twitter. Um, We'd love to hear from you. If you are watching along, definitely let us know. Another way you can um, chat about the show 
is by uh, joining our Discord, which is our pinned tweet on at LMNOPcast on Twitter. It's also, there's a link in the description of, of all of our um, podcasts. So yeah, if you want to join, come on in. We've got some cool, fun emoji, and we talk about things like if the episode's going to be late this week. (laughs) (laughs) I would also like to ask, now that we've reached the end of season one, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, and if you you like this show and you want to spread joy to other human beings, the best way to do that is to... Uh, share the podcast on on social or just uh rate and and review and get our name out there a bit more yeah our name is elemental p my name is alec my name is val and we are also hosted on noisepace.xyz we'd like to say thank you to matt gamecube our overlord of noise space and Noise Space has some great other podcasts that you can listen to like nana roy's nightmare and era that i mentioned before where our previous guest, Roy, is a host. There's also Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a podcast about politics, and there's a new episode coming out of that as well. And Kyle XY. Kyle XY? Why? By the by the potting bros of Sam and Jordan. Who always go potty together. No. no that's, that's not... They potty together. Okay, they don't talk about it very much, but they do do that, so. <laughs> they do do that. <laughs> I said what I said. So anyway, thank you to Noise Space, and thank you to Noah Geist, at Owl Dude on Twitter, for making our intro song. Um, I have been, and will remain to be, Val Flight Cub. I'm on Twitter at Flight Cub B. The second B stands for Benali. <laughs> and I've been Alec, and probably continue to be. And you can find me staring at my dog going, Look at him! Look at him! This is dog. I agree. So thank you so much for listening. Happy season two. Very soon. Uh, happy season finale, I guess. This marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, he's so cute. She's watching the detectives. When they shoot, 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 shoot. They beat him up until the teardrops start. But he can't be wounded because he's got no heart. I had a series of intricate assassinations planned. That you interrupted. Yes? Can I help you, sir? Bubble just has one paw on Val's arm and is like, Excuse me, sir. Notice me. Hello. May I offer you my hand in this trying time? What do you need? (laughs) You just licked your hand as if you had something in it. He doesn't, but I'm petting him now and he doesn't like it. So what, what? What you, he doesn't dislike it. He's enjoying that. He just doesn't have a lot of space to... He's so handsome. He is.